Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. July 4th, terror attack foiled. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist. Well, did you have a nice July 4th? I hope so. Did you know that there were plans afoot to attack people who were watching fireworks and military personnel and all kinds of other good, <laughs> good, bad stuff? Well, yes, there was. Actually, you know, I'm going to talk to you today about one of the plots that were foiled, um, but so far there haven't been others reported, but you know, the, the tendency of the FBI and our government and the authorities, whoever they may be, is to, um, not necessarily tell us until months or years later. In any case, we know of one, and I thought you might like to know what this was about. Now, you know, July 4th, when we hear that, we think about barbecues, when the terrorists hear July 4th, the birthday of America, Independence Day, they think media up. This is a great time for us to strike the U.S. right when they're celebrating their birthday and having a great time, barbecues, fireworks, and so on. Parades, that was the other place that the um, terrorist was planning on attacking as well. Now, this was in Ohio, although he had plans for Labor Day to attack uh, Philadelphia. But right now he's in jail, so he ain't going to be attacking anybody anytime soon and probably for the rest of his life. Uh, he is up on charges. His name, first of all, um, is Demetrius Pitts, and he also goes by the names Abdur Rahim Rafiq and also by the name of... Salahidin Osama Walid. Now, interestingly, he thought he was planning these attacks in conjunction with Al-Qaeda, not ISIS, but Al-Qaeda. And he is being charged with attempt to provide material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization. Now, I have the criminal complaint, they're all 31 pages of it, and I will read you the highlights, but first let me give you a background of this um, wannabe attack, <clears throat> an attacker. Let's start with that. We don't know, or, or they ain't telling very much about the attacker. We know some things um, because his aunt has come out and said that he was never a violent person. Don't you love that when people are arrested for murder or rape or terrorist attacks? Um, some family member always comes out and, and in shock Oh my goodness, my nephew, what? He was never violent. He was always a good boy. Well, <laughs> uh, she, this aunt said that she was thrown for a loop on the news of hearing of her nephew being arrested. And her name is Diane Stodemeyer. And she lives in um, Cincinnati, near Cincinnati. And she said, uh, he has never been a violent person. So that's what I don't understand. He said, quote, he had had some problems with drugs and everything. He came up without his father. 
which is my brother, that was killed before Demetrius was born. His mother passed away while Demetrius was in penitentiary, so he's been having a hard time. And she hadn't seen or heard from him in the last two years. Now, you know, I mean, come on. Um, she, her brother was the father of Demetrius. She knows that he's been having a hard time since his father died and then his mother died. He's been in the penitentiary. He had a hard time with drugs. Um, you think you might check on your nephew in two years when um, <laughs> you know about all of these things? I mean, that, that's just um, really sad. Now, his arrest was more than two years in the making. Uh, the FBI calls him an Al-Qaeda wannabe, and it started their um, being connected with him or, or hearing of him uh, started in 2017 when he started writing anti-American messages on Facebook. Now, <clears throat> he said things like, um, I did tell myself that, well, this is when he was talking to the FBI, and I'll, I'll get into that later. But um, the, his aunt said she has no idea why Pitts was in Cleveland, which is when he was uh, talking to the undercover FBI agent and planning the attacks. But she said, quote, if I see him, I may want to hit him, but I would like to know what's wrong with him. You know, that would be very useful, helpful, lady. You may want to hit him. I mean, yeah, obviously you're very embarrassed and upset that he, you know, has been arrested and exposed your family um, uh, like this. But um, hitting him might have been what was wrong with him when he was a child. Um, I would like to know what's wrong with him, she said. Now, that part, and I'll go into that a little bit more later, um, the, there's a transcript of his conversations with the FBI undercover agent. And you can tell from these conversations that there is definitely something wrong with him. I mean, besides the fact that he wants to help Al-Qaeda, um, psychologically, there is definitely something wrong with him. Uh, first of all, uh, his, his sentences don't really connect with each other. Um, they don't make sense. I mean, he's not talking about hearing, seeing UFOs um, landing in front of his house or anything, uh, or hearing, hearing, seeing or hearing hallucinations, but um, he's not making complete sentences and he's, um, what he's saying isn't making 100% sense. Now, whether this is due to drugs or a mental illness, or both. Uh, I can't really tell just from a transcript, but um, it could well have been both, or it could well have been either. Now, he's been in jail for a number of different crimes, including domestic violence, carrying a concealed weapon, robbery, and felonious assault, to mention a few. So he's a guy who's been in trouble, you know, a number of times. He probably became radicalized in prison. And he started uh, writing things on the internet that drew the attention of the FBI. You know, it's, it's interesting because um, that kind of shows how, well, there are a number of things that in this story that show how the FBI is paying attention to us more than we each realize in terms of our privacy. But obviously when he foil, when they foil attacks, um, on, 
you know, like, like July 4th uh, terror attacks, obviously then we're happy that they were paying attention. So let's, um, he was planning to, um, he was planning to make these attacks on July 4th. Uh, he was arrested this past Sunday by the Joint Terrorism Task Force. He, um, as I said, they start, he came to their attention in 2017 because of what he was writing on Facebook. He made disturbing messages on Facebook, such as, we as Muslims need to start training like this every day. We need to know how to shoot guns, throw grenades, hand-to-hand -hand combat. Um, he moved actually from Cincinnati to, to um, Cleveland, and, but he continued with his uh, radical ideology and um, was saying things like, you know, the undercover FBI agent later on, he would say, their holiday is coming up. What would hit them at their core, blow up in the have a bomb blow up in the 4th of July parade. So then uh, he went downtown Cleveland and he was conducting reconnaissance at the Voinovich Bicentennial Park, the Coast Guard Station and other locations. And he kept talking to this undercover FBI agent. He was saying things like, I wanna chop off their heads and their hands. That was his thing, the three H's. Uh, to cut off a person's head and their hands and send them, you know, back to Al-Qaeda or put them in front of a military base. And he was talking about using a van packed with explosives to take uh, to places such as St. John's Cathedral to take them off the map. He wanted to target people watching fireworks and watching Fourth of July parades in downtown Cleveland. He also wanted to harm military members and families of these service members. He talked about um, giving them, giving the children of military members, the children and the families of military members, remote control cars packed with shrapnel. And then he wanted them to explode both at the parades and when he took them home. So um, now he's facing 20 years in prison. So while you were having your nice barbecues, watching your parades, and um, doing whatever else, concerts, whatever other fun you were having, I hope, on the 4th of July, um, this man would have interrupted, uh, interrupted all of it. I mean, particularly he was planning the attack for Cleveland, but certainly that would have dampened everybody in the U.S., uh, their, their holiday, needless to say. So um, he, Demetrius is 48 years old. He um, was planning this attack. It uh, started when he started writing things on Facebook. Actually, what's interesting is um, the FBI first became aware of him in December 2015 because he sent a message on Facebook using the name Abdur Rahim Rafiq to an obscure California talk show saying the USA will be destroyed, Allahu Akbar. And again, that's not me, that's what he wrote. The USA will be destroyed, Allahu Akbar. Now, besides mental illness, most likely, and, and or drug abuse, 
um, Mr. Pitts did not get a very good education, probably because he spent a lot of time in jail. Maybe that began early. In any case, he's talked about, um, uh, he, he said things like, put bomb, 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 uh, anywhere you want around here and level stuff around here. And this is when he was talking about um, attacking military bases. He talked about a number of different things, which is part of, you know, he was all over the place. I mean, Cleveland was his main target for July 4th, but he was also talking, he also hated the military because of what they were doing in the Middle East. And he said, I mean, just like how the Japanese hit Pearl Harbor, that's how he wanted to hit the military bases. And he was often incoherent when he would talk about things to do, which really didn't make sense. Um, and really, you know, he didn't finish. They not only didn't make sense in terms of an actual plan, but they didn't make sense. The sentences didn't make sense. Um, I'm going to be telling you more about uh, that in a minute, some of the things that he was saying. Um, now, um, the the charges uh, came in a, the criminal complaint, which was uh, made for the purpose of getting more, um, getting warrants and so on. Uh, it says, it talks about how from June 15th, 2018 to July 1st, 2018, that that is when he attempted to provide material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization. So in other words, even though they had been following him since long before, it was at some point when he said that he wanted to meet a terrorist, <laughs> that he was able to be introduced to a, to a terrorist, <laughs> to a terrorist, a pretend terrorist, an undercover terrorist, really an FBI agent, and that's how they were able to record his conversations um, word for word and get exactly uh, what it was that he wanted to do. Now, I'm going to read some of the examples to you. And you'll see that um, I think this isn't going to be a slam dunk. I mean, he's certainly going to be convicted. But his defense is going to use his his mental illness, his drug abuse, the fact that he didn't really go very far in these plans. As you'll hear, um, he, he talked a good game, but when it came closer to July 4th, he started getting cold feet and um, started talking about how uh, he didn't he didn't want his name um, anywhere. He was talking about how he didn't want to rent a car because he, then he would have to give identification. You could see there were different things he said that showed that he was actually uh, getting cold feet. He talked about wanting to be the planner, you know, that he wanted to be considered in this, in this attack or these attacks because he was targeting various places in Cleveland. He wanted to be seen as the planner and he asked the FBI agent, what do you call, what do you call, how do you say that in Arabic? So this um, uh, complaint was actually for the purpose of uh, showing that there's sufficient probable cause for the requested warrant and does not set forth all of my knowledge about this matter. That's what the special agent wrote, Andrew Wilson. Um, 
So some of the, let's see. On December 15th, 20, uh, sorry, December 31st, 2015, um, there was a, a Facebook profile for Abdur Rahim Rafiq, who we know now is Pitts, and that came to the FBI's attention when he sent a private Facebook message to the Craig Sewing Show, never heard of it, <laughs> a California-based political commentary program, and he said, F America, only he wrote that out, and their arm forces, again, not armed forces, he wrote armed forces, the USA will be destroy Allahu Akbar. Then January 25th, 2017, he used this account to comment on pictures that he thought were from a jihad training camp. And this is where he went into it and he wrote, we as Muslims need to start training like this every day. We need to know how to shoot guns, throw hand grenades, hand-to-hand -hand combat, how survey out in the woods. Look at the bed blue-eyed devils. They teach their little dogs on how to shoot and hunt. If you fear death, then don't say you love Islam. The Rasul saw said, we should always be prepared to fight in the name of Allah Akbar. All cowards stay home. Wal Salam, Abdur Rahim Sal Rafiq. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So, you know, um, this was written on Facebook and uh, all the, the, um, the spelling and the uh, grammar and the um, just, you know, it's all very poor. Not to say that he, I mean, that's, I want to make this point because um, I have talked about this before that uh, just because somebody is mentally ill and or uses drugs does not mean that they are not a, a dangerous terrorist. The terrorists know how to, they know that people like this are more vulnerable. And indeed, I am sure his uh, defense attorney is going to say that he was entrapped because there are some things, and it's hard without reading the whole uh, transcript, and, and actually, this isn't even the whole transcript because uh, this is just the parts that they put in the complaint. So, you know, it's hard to uh, get a feel on for how much there might well have been entrapment because it's a combination of his mental illness, his drug abuse, and um, his lack of education, and an egging on, shall we say, by the uh, FBI agent. Now, believe me, I do not want this guy to be let loose. Uh, you know, one could certainly argue that he deserves the 20 years, which is the maximum that he could get for this. But, but there are, it's not a slam dunk. Uh, there are things that might well make the judge or a jury, if there's one, feel... Um, I don't know, have some sympathy for him. Although certainly, <laughs> certainly if it's a Cleveland jury and they realize that their town was about to be thrown up, they might not be feeling terribly sympathetic. Um, let's see. He was um, in, on June 15th, 2018, 
the uh, undercover FBI agent met Pitts in Willoughby, Ohio, and he had a conversation with him. This is after uh, they were communicating. Um, this is the first time they they met each other. Um, after you know, they he was expressing interest in in uh, perpetrating an attack, a U.S.-based attack, and that he was interested in joining a foreign terrorist organization, going overseas to join it. He also expressed that. But for right now, the most immediate uh, threat was in the U.S. on July fifth, on July fourth. This man um, had express the fact, and again, his name is Demetrius Pitts. That's one of his names. He also goes by um, names that he, um, you know, that he chose because to show he was an Al-Qaeda loyalist. Um, and so when in, in these conversations, um, he, at, at the time that he expressed a desire to meet with an Al-Qaeda brother, that's when the FBI undercover agent came in and was talking to him um, via the internet and phones and so on. And also they then agreed to meet in person. And um, they were planning the July 4th attack in Cleveland. And uh, at some point during this, during their talks, um, Pitts talked about how he believed that he would have to pass a test given by the Al-Qaeda brothers so that he could be trusted by them. So he discussed killing someone to earn their trust. He said to the, uh, this is all, this is the, uh, these are quotes from the complaint, uh, you know, that by which he's being charged. Um, you know, he was arrested and charged for attempting to provide material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization. So I'm just picking out some highlights. Uh, it's a 31 page complaint. And again, even that's not all of the recorded conversations. So, okay, he thought he was going to have to uh, pass a test to, so that the Al-Qaeda brothers would trust him. And um, he said, look, that's, that's, so none of that's, that's not hard. That's not hard, but I can't wait to meet the brothers so I can prove it to them. A person's head off. That's all I want to do. So in other words, he's saying, yes, I will kill somebody to prove to them that I'm with them. <laughs> Uh, and the undercover agent says, all right, so what if the test, what if the test was to take out a soldier, a U.S. Army soldier? Pitt says, he's dead then. He's dead. He's dead. It's like I said. Um, yeah, I want to take out one of the ones that's been over there and not one of them that hasn't been over there. And the other undercover agent said, right, 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 right. And Pitt says, no, nah, I ain't bothering him. No, no, the ones that they know that what they're doing, no, no. And the undercover agent says, that's what they signed up for. Look at, look at, they signed up for war. Guess what? They want war. We can bring war to them. And Pitt says, now see, uh, the ones I would kill off and stuff like that would be the Marines. Cause that's what, cause that's all they, they already know what they're going to do. The Marines. And the FBI guy says, yeah, right, the Marines, they're bloodthirsty. That's what they want. Then they go into the, a car, Pitts and the FBI agent, get into a car, and they're driving around, um, looking, scoping out where they're going to attack in Cleveland. And um, the undercover agent says, look at that Marine Corps sign right there. You see that Marine Corps flag? 
And Pitt says, uh-huh, so it must be for ma, a Marine. Now, see, that's when we start putting explosives in the house, down in the pipes, all that. See, if you hit places out here, and he goes on, bomb, bomb, put bomb, 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 anywhere you want around here. He, he goes on. I mean, you, you get the gist. I am only reading excerpts um, because there isn't enough time to read everything, but you, I'm hoping that you're getting the gist that how it's kind of incoherent. Then on June 22nd, they met, he, Pitts and the FBI agent met in Walton Hills, Ohio, and had a conversation regarding launching the attack in Cleveland for Al-Qaeda during the July 4th holiday. Uh, you know, more talk about that. And um, he says, uh, then, you know, the undercover agent is testing him again. He says, any brother that's going to be in Al-Qaeda has to be willing to do all the things that we've already talked about. And Pitt says, mm-hmm. Um, and then the FBI guy says, uh, that's why I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I went back, but of course the brothers, they want to build trust by steps and they're willing to send a brother out to meet you, but we got to make, we got to make, we got to get to that level too. Uh, Pitts is saying, when can I meet him? And the FBI guy is saying, I think that can happen pretty soon. Um, uh, the, the, the Pitts is talking about striking fear in their hearts of the people. Um, and then he says, nah, I did tell myself, this is uh, Pitts saying, I did tell myself that their, their holiday is coming up. The 4th of July, Independence Day, FBI says, 4th of July, 4th of July, of July, that's like the day, yeah, yeah. See, he's, you know, he's, obviously the FBI is very smart, and he's, he, as he goes along, he's copying the kind of speech that um, Pitts has, you know, to sort of bond with him. And then they each say Independence Day. Um, and then uh, Pitts says, um, what would, what would hit, hit them in the core? Blow up in the, have a bomb to blow up at the 4th of July parade. Um, you got to wait till the parade start, where, where it gets into motion. And then once it gets to the heart of the city. You blow it up from there and you have blow it up in three sections. Only thing about it, they got cameras in places. You got, oh man, that's thing about all these damn cameras. They got cameras everywhere. Oh, wait a minute, them little cars, them little remote cars. So he gets this idea about um, programming remote cars. Um, well, let's see. Then Pitts is asking, um, what time are, are they fireworks? And uh, FBI says, uh, at night, because it doesn't get dark, the sun goes down like Mugrib, which is the Islamic sunset prayer, is still at about nine. So it's like the fireworks usually start about 10. And Pitts says, that might be a good time to hit them. Oh, look, night, they can't see nobody. You ever realize that? Nobody can just see. Everybody can just mix in the crowd. Everybody, that's probably one of the best times because remember the uh, them little remote cars. Then um, they Google a map of downtown Cleveland and Pitts takes pictures. He actually takes pictures of 
targets, spots in downtown Cleveland that they should target, and he hands them over to um, the FBI man. And uh, so, you know, they have actual, not only these, these recorded conversations, but they have the pictures and video as well. And, um, but then he starts, he starts getting a little, um, uh, then, then he, he's kind of, uh, he's telling, Pitts is telling the FBI man that he wants to be known by the name Salahedin Osama Walid. You know, he's really getting into this as it's getting closer to July 4th. And um, then, oh, there's so much. Um, let's see. He turns over the phone of his, his pictures of, and video of the targets in Cleveland. Um, then he's talking about, oh, yeah, this is, Pitt says, now you tell the brothers and them now I am going to need a little finance for that day. And the FBI man says, all right. And Pitt says, because I'm going to spend that whole day down here walking to where, how, uh, to uh, the route going, go, everything. Um I'm going to be downtown when the things go off. I'm going to be somewhere because I want to see it go off. Uh, then the FBI man says, you want to see it. You want to see that fireball go flying. You want to see the body parts flying into the sky? And he says, yeah, and all that. Oh, there's so much good stuff, but we don't have the time for all of it. Um, and then good stuff. I mean, good stuff in terms of showing how how depraved, determined, um, scary these people are, and how we really need to be more on the lookout. I mean, everyone had their nice July 4th blissfully unaware that all of this was going on. I mean, some of it was reported before July 4th because uh, some of the authorities wanted the people, especially in Cleveland, to be careful if you see something, say something. But... Um, but for the most part, people weren't aware of this and they just had their barbecues and had fun. Um, let me just see. There's just, oh, the, I just, just a couple of more things that I, uh, Pitts said that he wanted to, to have anonymity, you know, getting closer now to July 4th and now he's backing up and he says, um, my part is just to go scope, get the information we need and bring it back. See, you gotta have brothers who don't nobody at never see. Like, I don't want to meet all the brothers. No. Um, and FBI says, all right, all right. And Pitt says, no, 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 no. You know what? Um, and, and FBI says, now what about the detonator guy? Now I don't even want to meet him. So he's getting cold feet. Uh, he says, the only thing I'm going to be responsible for is going to look at the spot to scope out the scenery. And he said he wants to be the planner. I forgot the Arabic word for planner. And then the FBI man says, I think I know what it is, Salah ad-Din. Salah ad-Din is our planner. So um, then it goes on and eventually he talks about how um, he does want to do an attack uh, at some point where he does where he isn't anonymous and he says i just want to leave my my name marked on this earth so they never forget it 
And last but not least, oh, oh yes. Then, uh, then closer to the day, uh, Pitt says we have to find another way. They're not. They are not letting no cars or trucks go near the place because on Sunday they have a parade and on Monday they have dogs sniff out everywhere downtown. There's no way to get done, Aki, which means brother. Um, and then Pitt says, cancel the party for now. Too bad for family to go. Very, very bad weather. Party is uh, the code for attack. Um, and then he kind of backs out of it. Um, and then, but there's one part. Uh, there's towards the end. Um, he suggests, Pitt suggests that the remote control car be used as a distraction and rolled underneath a police car or federal agent car and detonated. And then he also suggested that these remote control cars packed with explosives be given to the children of military personnel to play with at the parade, little remote control cars, so that the children would unwittingly detonate the bombs. He also suggested that the children of the military personnel be given the cars as gifts so that they would take the cars home and then blow up their own homes. So not only at the parades for July 4th, but they could take it home and build, blow up their own houses. Well, this meeting ended, uh, this last meeting between Pitts and the FBI agent ended with the arrest of Pitts um, on July 1st. So needless to say, that does seem to fit the charge of um, providing material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization. As I said, there are some uh, things that the defense attorney can use to try to mitigate this charge. But my point is, I'm glad you had a wonderful July 4th. Um, there were all kinds of beautiful um, events all over the US and singing the national anthem and other patriotic songs, and that's great. But we can't forget that there is this continuing threat out there. The terrorists, okay, this guy was not the brightest bulb in the shed, but as I said, that's who terrorists, um, the vul these vulnerable kinds of people are who terrorists are able to get under their wings typically to, um, to commit the attacks. Now this man, Pitts, seemed to be backing out it was, as it was getting closer. I think maybe he was realizing that he couldn't come through. It wasn't really necessarily that he didn't want to attack America. It was he was talking a good game and now they're gonna realize, um, oh man, you know, I can't really come through. Besides, you know, I just wanna be the planner and so on. So it's something to think about. We love our country and it's great that we celebrate it and we do need to uh, see something and say something and we can't forget that there are still those who are not giving up on wanting to destroy us. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, 
Check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.